This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And uh, the toll-free number is brought to you by SACL CAI, 855 855- Four fifty free. So joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian and Julia and Mark. And so, of course, plenty of things to uh, to talk about here this evening. Uh, the Ademo story, by the way, our friend uh, Adam Miller sentenced to a few months in jail for felony wiretapping charges. Mark, you had made the claim earlier uh, this week when we discussed this in in detail. Uh, you had claimed that jury nullification is not very effective at actually changing things. Yeah. And so I'm going to give you an example in a little bit of how it absolutely can be. I'd love to hear that because I think that it's more valuable to get a lawyer in there and, uh, you know, take it to the appellate level and get some some case law. Well, you know, that's great if that's possible, but not everybody can afford a lawyer. It's true. Uh, And in a lot of cases, you'll hire a lawyer and they'll lose. Why would one one do the civil disobedience? Because civil disobedience is intentional. Why would one do the civil disobedience if one can't get the lawyer and, you know, change the case law? Well, sometimes you just do civil disobedience because it's the right thing to do because it's moral and because you're fed up with the tyranny and you want to make a statement about that. And you want people to have a discussion. There's a, there's a piece of audio that was posted over at freekeen.com of uh, Representative Mark Warden. Now, we've actually advertised him for a long time on this program. He's the Porcupine Realtor. He's also, or excuse me, the, uh, he does porcupinerealestate.com. But uh, he, he is also a, a elected representative here yeah. in New Hampshire. He was on a radio program talking about uh, this issue of uh, you know civil disobedience and and wiretapping and 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 that sort of thing. And uh, let's see, he he did a great job, by the way, of uh, you know communicating why you know even though not everybody is going to do this, that it's important. And maybe he wouldn't do it necessarily. He wouldn't do the the civil disobedience. The host of the show had asked him, well. Why do people do this? Why don't they just go through the political process? I mean, not that the host opposed civil disobedience necessarily, but just asking the question as to why. What's the point of this? Why not go through and try to change the system? And I think that the the answer to that is obvious, that if somebody had just gone and sat in at a political hearing, as I did today, if somebody had just gone and sat in at a political hearing, that radio show would not have been having Mark Warden on the program to talk about uh, wiretapping. The newspapers would not have made wiretapping the front page story. The television program would not have made wiretapping and a demos trial the top story for an entire day. So it brings attention to it? I think that's fair. Absolutely. It brings attention and it, it essentially forces an issue into the public uh, realm of discussion. And, you know, whatever comes out of that, I don't know. Maybe does it mean it's more likely that people are going to uh, show up at a hearing? I think so. There, that The hearing today that I attended for uh, New Hampshire to possibly change its wiretapping laws, which are absolutely draconian and uh, ridiculous and in the minority of all the states. There are only 12 states with the, the so-called two-party consent uh, rule. Where but everyone... I believe the two-party consent rule exists across state lines, though. So As federal? I think so. This is what I've Ooh, heard. Really? I haven't researched it. I am not an attorney. I thought that was not necessarily the case. Okay. Um, because some people were saying that Adamo, if he had not been in New Hampshire, that they wouldn't have been able to get him for this I, like when he made the, the phone call. It's a statement, right? 
But, I mean, you know, the, the thing is, the prosecution didn't prove that he was in New Hampshire. They didn't prove that he was in the United States. They didn't yeah. prove that he was on planet Earth. Right. So now I suppose that's reasonable doubt that he was on planet, planet Earth. But, uh, you know, he could have been calling from Paraguay where I don't see how those laws would have, uh, have been, you know, of effect. So anyway, there after right after the Adamo conviction on Monday, uh, Seth Cohn, who's also a Free State Project participant, uh, somebody who moved to New Hampshire to work toward more liberty in our lifetime, as the three of us here on this radio program have done. Uh, Seth Cohn put out a notice that, hey. There just so happens to be a hearing about wiretapping this week in the state house. This, you know, today, Wednesday morning, and uh, you know, hey, come on out! D- don't just complain about what happened to a demo. Come out and do something about it. And if you can't make it, then email the, uh, you know, the representatives and and let them know uh, how you feel. And that room was full of people. The all of the seats were filled in the little audience area, and because it was a uh, what they call a subcommittee, so a subcommittee of a committee. They, there were only five official reps that were there as part of the subcommittee. So the rest of the chairs in the room were open, and so they just let everybody else kind of fill in the chairs. The, the room, reps' chairs? The, right. The room wasn't standing room only, but it was relatively full. But it was uh, full. Yes. And, you know, I've been to a number of these hearings before, and, and that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, sure and, and most of the people that showed up, they were talking against the current law. They, of course, most of the people that showed up were liberty-minded people. By the way, because they're more likely to do something. I right. mean, I felt the twinge of guilt to go. I just, you know, I can't give up two days, two two money days. Uh, I really can't either, but I did anyway. Yeah, I'm. You know, I, I appreciate that you did. I'm just hooked on activism, so that's just what I do. Uh, but anyway, so there were a, a lot of great comments. A lot of people kind of took it from various different perspectives. And folks who had been arrested for wiretapping were there, like Carla, the That's president, powerful. the president of the Free State Project, who herself is actually an attorney. So to have a you know an intelligent, strong lady like that come in and make a statement like, "Look, she basically said, I've been at this for two years. I've come to these conferences." these representatives hearings and i've talked about this issue and nothing has changed and so she put that out there and of course that's you know reason number two to do civil disobedience because usually the political process is so unwieldy and yeah. so difficult the political and process listens listens far more to people that have been involved in it in some way victims and you know you just for whatever reason they give your your what you have to say far more weight there was applause at multiple points when folks would suggest getting rid of this two-party consent rule. Uh, there now, was applause. I'm curious about this. The two-party consent uh, aspect to this, for me, I don't understand for a second why the jury would convict uh, a demo for recording public officials – you know, talking on public telephones, going it's across pathetic. public land. Uh, you know, they being did it because they must have believed public this- money, uh, but. You know, this two-party rule really – I think that it's passed through probably because two private individuals – some people are concerned with private individuals recording each other. But I'm trying to figure out that incident, that one incident where, you know, the, somebody doesn't tell you what that you're being recorded and they've got your voice and it can really harm you. What's that – what was the complaint about getting rid of this law? Well, one of the things that I observed, the people that were pretty much – the, the representatives made it look like they were on the fence. Some of them were definitely on the side of getting rid of the uh, the two-party – or mm-hmm. getting the two-party consent and going to one-party consent, which one party means if you're on the line – if I'm on the line with you, Mark, I can record the call in a one-party state right. without telling you. In a two-party state, 
everybody on the phone has to know. So if it's more than two parties, then everybody on the phone has to has to know. So it seemed like the argument was really one of misunderstanding. Uh, the primary thing that I heard was that the right to privacy, we've got to protect people's privacy. This idea that somehow you have a right to privacy, and I addressed this when I spoke, and there's, by the way, video of this, and hopefully we'll post it later over at freekeen.com. Uh, but th- when I spoke, I-, I addressed this. Look, if you're having a conversation with somebody, you no longer have a right to privacy because you opened your mouth. Right. So, I mean, do you, if, if I get on the phone with you and I say, Ian, I robbed that bank last week, do you want me to have a right to privacy? I mean, really? Exactly. And so anytime you tell somebody anything, there's always the possibility they're going to tell someone else. So whether they remember what you said and recall it, whether they're writing it down at the time and reading it back, or whether they're recording it with some sort of audio or video recording device. The only difference between these three methods is one is truly objective. One is the actual objective record of what happened. There's no telephone game What you're attempting to do is protect the guilty. Because in the case of uh, you know allowing somebody to get on the phone and, and repeat what they have uh, heard, you know they can embellish in w- of whatever way they want. But an objective recording, it's only protecting the guilty. Yes, exactly. So the, the the confusion seemed to be that somehow if you had a conversation with another human being, that that other human being has a right to privacy, which is ridiculous. And so I pointed right, a out, secret's only a secret. If when you, you don't it. tell it. Right. <laughs> so I said, if you want privacy, you have to work for it. You have to keep your mouth shut. You have to make sure you tell, you know, if you're going to tell somebody, the right people. 855-450-FREE. Privacy takes effort. Privacy takes time. It takes money. 1-855-450-3733. You take control. I'll give you a little more from uh, the hearing today as well. It's Free Talk Live. Online Bitcoin poker at sealswithclubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at sealswithclubs.eu. Great play rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at sealswithclubs.eu. No seals or harm in the making of this advertisement. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us at freetalklive.com. We have news updates. Get signed up via email to receive the latest about Free Talk Live as it happens. And also Twitter and Facebook is a better way to receive not just the updates but also uh, details from the studio during the show. So sometimes uh, you'll mark, you'll occasionally post like a link of maybe something we're talking about. Also question, like to ask I'm questions. I'm a hooter. Yep, we've been hooting uh, to both Facebook and uh, Twitter, and uh, sometimes I like to ask questions. So I just asked a question a moment ago, uh, and that was, is there any good argument for a two-party consent wiretapping law? Uh, if so, you know, share it with us. I'd love to know what it is, because I've really tried to figure it out. It's not, it's not like I'm saying that I want my voice recorded necessarily, although... You know, I spend a lot of time being, having, having my voice recorded. Mm-hmm. You know, you call companies and things like that. They record your call. You manage to do it just fine. 
But I just really can't think of some instance where this would be a bad thing necessarily. No, in fact, I think it's a good thing. We'll get to that here in a moment. But also want to, uh, again, tell you to go to news.freetalklive.com. That's where you can get signed up for the email updates. You can also click us over and follow on Twitter and Facebook, whichever your preference is. So go to news.freetalklive.com. And also, uh, SACL CAI uh, is uh, donated its live reads to antiwar.com. Oh, really? Yep, antiwar.com is uh, doing you know their fundraiser, and you know it's hard to raise funds in a down economy, and they've had to do scalebacks. And if you want the website that is antiwar.com to continue, you need to go over there and support them. They need sustaining members on a monthly basis. You know, something, you know, go over there and support them. It's antiwar.com slash donate. They do great work. Uh, we read their articles here on Free Talk Live, and, uh, you know, they are the voice of liberty when it comes to foreign policy. It's antiwar.com slash donate. All right. So our number here, again, is 855-450-FREE. We've been talking about wiretapping. It's kind of been the topic du jour for this week uh, with our friend uh, Damo Freeman being put in jail for basically doing his job as a journalist and contacting government bureaucrats and asking them hard questions that they didn't want to be asked and them coming after him for it. As one lady pointed out in the hearing today, one of the occupiers showed up with her two uh, two children, and she pointed out that uh, basically what we've had happen here is that a man who found out about a cop abusing a 17-year-old student at the local high school in Manchester, slamming this student headfirst into a table in the cafeteria, that that cop has not had anything happen to him, no sort of punishment whatsoever, but instead the journalist who attempted to follow up on the situation, who attempted to report, who attempted to bring light, shine light on this particular situation, has now been put in a jail cell for several months, for a few months. Yeah. That's how absolutely backwards and crazy this whole situation is. And she pointed out that, you know, she do- if that had happened to her children, she would really have appreciated uh, what uh, this journalist was doing. For her children and trying to hold this particular officer accountable because a loose cannon like that, it's only a matter of time before he hurts somebody else. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I can't speak to what happened at that school, but we watch need the video. More, we need more evidence. I did watch the video. Um, you know, I don't know what happened. It looks pretty bad to me. I don't know what happened beforehand. Uh, you know, the officer student stole his sister's purse. Right, he right. ended up giving it back before the officer decided to slam him into a table because he didn't like what the student said to him. The officer's side of the story, it would, I'd be very interested in hearing what that was. But the fact is, there is no other side of the story when the officer gives their side of the story. Normally, there is one side to a story when an officer gives their side of the story. I mean, you know, sadly, judges just don't listen to what uh, you know people that aren't wearing badges uh, say or don't work for the government. They just don't care and juries don't much care um what uh, people have to say unless you're particularly articulate and mm. you know go to giving testimony that kind of thing they spent a long time at a uh, demo's trial talking about well now how long have you been on the police force well they're not doing that because they consider police force to be a besmirching uh, fact they're doing it because they believe that that gives the uh, vic- the, uh, the the defendant there the, the the testimony more credibility it's true so Back to the issue of two-party consent, because in, I believe, 38 states, it's a one-party consent. So odds are good where you're listening. The rules are, and you should check just to make sure, but odds are good that if you're on the phone with somebody or having a conversation with somebody, that you may record that conversation without letting that other person know. 
And that's an incredibly valuable tool. Canada, too, as I understand really? it. Yeah. Okay. It's an incredibly valuable. It'd be, it'd be useful to find out for sure on the federal thing, Mark. I don't know if you can look up federal wiretapping uh, laws, maybe, and, and or, or Julia, dig up that information. I'd be curious to find out because we did have a question mark about that earlier uh, tonight. But it's incredibly valuable to have the one-party uh, consent rule because it allows people to be caught in their true form. Because whenever you're recording someone, they and they know it, they behave differently, especially if they would uh, be rude, perhaps, otherwise. And a lot of bureaucrats well, have a habit of being for, rude. That's not an argument uh, for being uh, rec- recording. I mean, I guess, I guess what you're saying, if you want to catch them being rude, I thought you were saying that if you want them to behave well, uh, you tell them that they're being recorded. I see. No, well, I'm just, I'm just observing that recording changes behavior. It absolutely does. You know, you talk to anybody that has ever, you know, done shooting for a film in some sort of a real life location, uh, some kind of reality show or whatever. People, you know, they play differently for the camera. Well, the cops here in Keene, now that they've they're very used to getting recorded here and they they generally behave very well on camera now. Well, that much is true. They, They have absolutely been trained. But just people but in general. The first time uh, that I did this, recorded them, I think it was the first time that they'd been recorded by anybody from you know, the liberty activism community. They didn't react well at all. Well, this is why the tool of recording is so useful. Because when bureaucrats or bad business people or rude neighbors or whoever it is we're talking about is behaving badly, if they're outed for behaving badly, then all of a sudden – it's not going to, you know, it's, it's going to be very likely that their organization or they themselves are going to shape up. Oh, crap. There's hidden cameras out there. We better be a little bit more careful about how we behave then in public because right. someone might see how we actually are. I think that, uh, you know, recording devices being used by every, you know, by, by people whenever they randomly would make for a better society. I really just do. Right, because it's it's useful to show someone themselves. Because sometimes, you know, when you're in the heat of the moment, you don't really realize maybe what you're saying or what you're doing or the effect that it's having on somebody. But after the fact, when you can watch it from a little bit more of an objective perspective where you've had time to think or, or look back on what you've done, that uh, you'll realize, ooh, boy, I could have handled that differently. Yeah, I, and- I could have done better. I, I, I realize that this is kind of different because I'm not in a public official sort of position. And I agree with you 100%, but I hate being recorded, Mm -hmm. and I just think it's funny that you're talking about watching it later, because I won't watch something where I've been recorded. It's too traumatizing for me to go back and watch a video recording of myself. What about audio? Audio? Fine. Audio is fine. But any sort of video recording, I won't go back and watch it. I just would rather not see it. Fair enough. But, but audio, I don't have a public job, and so, you know. But you have, in the past, you've been a managerial staff at, uh, at a restaurant, and in that case, you guys had secret shoppers coming in from time to time. Sure. And, and this is, you know, this is a valuable tool for making a business better at serving customers or finding out who the bad customer service reps are. You send in, an, in a confederate, you send in somebody who pretends to be a customer, and their job is to evaluate the service that they receive. Now, they take notes, but in some cases, maybe they do actually record it. But in a state like a two-party consent state like New Hampshire, they ki- they can't possibly record it because uh, it's illegal. 855-450-FREE. You take control. Free talk. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? 
ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number here, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site. They are totally free. You can enjoy them, including our listening options. Live streams, we've got them. Head on over to listen.freetalklive.com. They're free. You've got the broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show. So different size bit rates for different internet connection speeds uh, over at listen.freetalklive.com. You'll also get a list of our over 110. Actually, now the total is 113 to be exact. Our over 110 radio stations that we have from coast to coast. Welcoming our brand newest affiliates, I-25 Talk Radio on 1480 AM and 93.9 FM in Pueblo, Colorado, our very first awesome. Colorado affiliates. So very excited. Of course, always great to have uh, a, a transmitter on the FM side as well. So That is always a good thing. Yep. Uh, so welcome aboard to everybody listening in the Pueblo area. And of course, the, uh, the name of the station should give you some indicator of uh, the interstate that passes through it. So uh, there's obviously a lot of people that are going to be hearing Free Talk Live, a lot of truck drivers and, uh, and other folks that are going to be uh, passing through the Pueblo area, Pueblo area on I-25 and picking up Free Talk Live, which is great. Truckers are American heroes. They are. I love the professional drivers, some of my favorite uh, listening audience of this program. So welcome aboard. Uh, by the way, uh, I-25 Talk Radio, picking up Free Talk Live seven nights a week, which is awesome. So, welcome to everybody who's brand new in Pueblo. We just started there last night. If you're new to the show, you've probably already figured out that Free Talk Live is not your typical talk radio. This is not a Republican-Democrat talking points program. We are not listening to Rush or any of those other hosts and trying to ape what they're doing. In fact, we don't want to have anything to do uh, with the way they do their radio programs. So uh, it's a little different. You really can call in and talk about anything you want. And the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Now, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. Go to freestateproject.org and then learn about a movement that has already resulted in over 1,000 people in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Over 12,000 have pledged to make the move here and get active to achieve Liberty in our lifetime. I was actually at uh, lunch today because I was at this hearing in Concord, uh, kind of this political hearing to work in possibly changing the terrible wiretapping laws here in New Hampshire and make it a one-party consent state rather than a two-party consent. And there was a uh, younger lady uh, named Kelly there who, uh, I guess about my age range, and she had moved just recently to New Hampshire. She'd moved up from uh, from Missouri, and I kind of, you know, whatever somebody's new to New Hampshire, there's always questions that should be asked, like, you know, where are you from? What got you into this? Etc. And I guess uh, she got into the Free State Project by the Ron Paul campaign in 2008, 
and immediately was excited by it. She'd never been an activist prior to Ron Paul. So Ron Paul got her jazzed about the ideas of liberty, and then she found the Free State Project, and now she's here. And it, you know, really excited to, to be here in New Hampshire and around other people that actually care enough to do things like come out to some, you know, what is normally a boring hearing uh, that, you know, Typical poli- typically, politics is pretty snooze-inducing. If you've ever gone to one of these political hearings before, they call you know making laws like making sausages. It's a real ugly process that's awful. Well, this hearing was actually pretty interesting because most of the people speaking were speaking in favor of completely eliminating the wiretapping statute and create, recreating it from scratch. Because the original proposal that was on the table was that they were going to just tweak some wording that would basically update the statute and change it from telecommunications to electronic communication and and make the statute even longer and more wordy and more legal uh, legalistic. And basically, that proposal was taken off the table today. And, wow, that's great. And uh, replaced with the you know proposal to just kind of redo this from the start. Because the original intention of wiretapping laws was to prevent wiretapping. In that if, Mark, you and I are having a conversation and Julia is a third party that is interested in our conversation and she has the technological means to somehow breach our conversation. So let's say we're on the phone with one another. The old version of wiretapping is where you actually hooked something into the the copper, uh, you know, the, the phone line outside of somebody's house and received whatever information, whatever audio was being transmitted over that line in that the individual who was doing the wiretapping was not a party to the conversation. That was the intention behind the idea that everybody should know that the call's being recorded if it's to be legal. That a third party should not just be in there well, that's listening. That's the one in. party rule. That at least one party on the line must know that it's being recorded. Right. That's what is the the law in thirty eight states. However, in twelve states, there's the two party rule. And that suggests that everybody who's uh, on the line should know who's being recorded. And I don't know what I think. I haven't come up with a conclusion about the private individual and their calls, but I'm 100% certain that every bureaucrat, while they're on the job, and that means taking telephone calls from reporters or the public in general, should be subjected to being recorded. That the way they're dealing with the public matters. That's their job, and that's them being in public. I think you're right about that. Now, if you call them at home and harangue them, then as far as I'm concerned, they've got the rights of an individual in their home. But they're picking up a line that my tax dollars pay for. So I have a question for you. I'm wondering, because I agree with you, if you call them at your home, that's basically harassment or I don't know. But I'm curious how Ian feels about that because... We've had a lot of discussions about whether or not, like, if you work for the public, like, are you a regular person outside of work? Like, because you like to go to people's homes, for example, and sing and do things like that. Well, yeah, an example would be after uh, the police officer here in Keene attacked Derek J, knocked him off a bicycle and, you know, basically punched him. Uh, they we do went tend to, to reserve that for the most egregious situations. Right. Right. We went to but a, I don't know how much it uh, engenders support from the public. It didn't well, that's at all. my I mean, his, issue with his, it. His neighbors did not not appreciate us being there, but uh, you know because that's that's because they think he's a nice guy and they like him because they haven't ever been punched by him and knocked off their bicycles. So um, anyway, that's one example of where we did go to so, somebody's house. Do you think that the what Mark just said? Do you think that individuals have different rights than they would when they're working in public office as far as being recorded? Like, do you support? 
uh, that everybody should be recorded without their consent all the time? I mean, or do you think it's the rules should be different when you're... I think it should be a one-party consent rule across the board in that if I call you and I want to record your, this, that call, it should not be illegal. And that's the way it is in, in most all states. And if you're walking down the street and I have a video camera, then I should be able to record you. It may be uncouth to do that. It may yeah, be inappropriate. Yeah, I think it is. I, I think that there's, you know, the, that uh, if this gets done more and more, people will understand just how inappropriate it is to record everything and not give somebody an opportunity. Like, for instance, Julia, if I, you know, caught you and I having a telephone conversation where I catch you in a situation where, you know, it's, it's, it's not pleasant and I can play it back to you. Maybe I can get privately some kind of res, uh, resolution to whatever my complaint is rather than just popping it on the Internet. I think that, uh, you know, that's the first place to go. Some people might call that blackmail. blackmail. I don't know. But, you know, blackmail is a consensual uh, situation as far as I'm concerned. Well, again, if you don't want your privacy to be breached, don't open your mouth. I think that's an important thing to remember. And I don't think that an individual has a greater right to privacy in their conversations uh, unless they've come to some sort of an agreement, unless there's an agreement being violated. Like if, if you and I have had an agreement that uh, something shall not be spoken and one of us you know, breaks that agreement, then there's a, you know, there's a tort there. There's, a, there's an issue that needs to be resolved in that particular case. But you know, I'll give you an example. Like after the, uh, the trial, I sent a message to uh, Derek who I uh, respect and appreciate a lot, I sent him a message saying, hey, here's an unsolicited suggestion. I think that you went about the juror interviews the wrong way because he and uh, some other folks stood behind the courthouse with video cameras and basically ambushed the jurors as they came out asking them questions right out the gate. And I think the best way to handle that situation is to right. ask he the jurors. Further cemented them in the um, in their conclusion. Right. I think the best way to handle get, trying to get an interview from a juror is to not point a camera at them, to hold the camera pointing it at the ground or whatever, and say, "I'm so and so. I'm Derek J. from uh, you know Shire TV or whatever, and I'm wondering if I could get a five minute interview with you about." Being on a jury, being on the jury. That's the best way to get a response. So I think there's certain ways you should handle interacting with people. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have there. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right. So, uh, once again, by the way, freetalklive.com, you can support the show by shopping with us at shop.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through the links you'll find there, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. So whatever it is you're looking to buy, they probably sell it. You'll probably get a really great deal as well. So go to shop.freetalklive.com, whether in the U.S., Canada, the U.K. We've got the different Amazon sites for each of you. So you can enter the appropriate one through shop.freetalklive.com and get your shopping done. 
So we've been talking about wiretapping and changing bad wiretapping laws. They exist in at least 12 states uh, where it's the so-called two-party consent, which basically kills off any possibility of actually showing government bureaucrats and bad businessmen and rude people in their element. And I think it's a huge problem. And it's one of the things I pointed out to the, uh, in my testimony today in front of this subcommittee, which, by the way, normally apparently they don't hear from the public during these subcommittee hearings. But because Mark Warden, who is a Free State Project participant and also a state legislator, was the, the kind of the head of the subcommittee, he could basically you know, run the meeting how he wants to. So he opened it up to comment, and it ended up uh, turning into a really lively discussion with a lot of great points that people were making. And uh, the supermajority of people in the audience, there was one police officer there. A supermajority of uh, people. What did the police officer say about uh, two-party situations? You know, he really kind of was like, well, we're here to observe and report back. So he really <laughs> right. didn't have much to say. We're, we're gaining intelligence on the activists and uh, increasing the size of our files. Yeah, that, that was pretty much his position. Uh, so there was another point that uh, you'd asked, Mark, well, what are the arguments for this uh, two-party consent law? What, what, did, what did I hear in the, uh, the meeting today from the people that support the idea of two-party consent? One was a confusion about privacy and the right to it and the idea that if you're on a phone call with somebody else that somehow you have a right to privacy, which is ridiculous. The privacy that you should have a right to is from a third party you don't know breaching the line. Yeah. That's what wiretapping was supposed to be about. So we you know, kind of cleared that up. But then there was one lady in the uh, one of the representatives who said, well, my job during outside of being a representative is I work for the state. As Basically, she sounded like she was a social worker. She was mm-hmm. talking with people with some sort of issue or whatever. And she said that, you know, so are you saying that uh, that I could record all of my uh, my customers or, or whatever she called them, you know, the, the social clients. worker clients? And I said, well, no, it would depend on the agreement you have with your uh, your organization. I mean, if it's if because she talked about how as far as I'm concerned a as a civilian, I think that it's, uh, you know, it's for one. Let's let's be clear. Police will record you in your interactions with them anytime they want. That was brought likely, up. Likely any any government official will record you in their interactions. But you know, I think that it's I think it's a bad thing for social workers to record their clients. However, I'd ask you this: Would it be okay for the clients to record the social workers? Well, that's the point that she made in a moment. So I, I answered her first question about could she just record anybody. I said, well, it would depend on the rules you have to follow. If you've taken a job that says that these are you know classified this is top secret this is information that shall not be revealed these are private conversations and you record those conversations you're violating the terms of your agreement with your job so no you probably wouldn't be able to just record sure, them but should it be an, a felony that's incarceratable i mean this is what it currently is in new hampshire up to seven years it's well, crazy. no. In that case, it wouldn't be a felony because it would just be you violating the terms of your job. Right. I'm but, saying, but currently, I mean, you know, she's asking me. For one, I don't think the punishment fits the crime. Seven years in prison for recording a oh, telephone yeah. conversation. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, what's the damage? You know, how do you pay restitution? Let's look at that instead. But then she brought up that reverse question. Well, then could my clients record me? With this kind of look of surprise on her face, and I said, "Well, yeah, if they wanted to, they're not under the same agreement, or they, you know, in theory, they should be able to record right. you." Let me ask because- you this: What if a social worker is, uh, say, demanding sex in exchange for more benefits or something mm. like that? What if a social worker is treating somebody badly and calling them names? Well, don't you want people to be able to record that? That's what I said to her. I said, "Look, you know." I would hope that you're treating everybody equally and you're treating them fairly when you're on the phone with them. And then being able to record you would just help hold that account. I mean, hold you accountable. And isn't that something you want? 
didn't. And so she kind of didn't really have much to say to that. But she, she seemed shocked by the idea that someone could possibly record her behavior. Oh, in 38 other states they can, though. Right. Well, I used to work at a bank, and we had cameras on us everywhere. All the time, yeah. And I didn't but even think audio. about it. What? Not audio. Not right? audio. But I wouldn't have cared anyway. Uh, when I think about jobs where I interacted with the public, I never, I mean, I was always on my best behavior. I enjoyed it when I got compliments, you know, that would come through via like emails and stuff online that said, you know, I went to Julia and she really handled the situation well. And, you know, a week later, the boss would come and say, you know, the, somebody said this nice thing about you and how you handled the situation. I like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I take pride in my work. So, because you do, you know, you right. do your best. So audio recording, I always felt like you never know who's watching. Right. You never know when this is going to come back to you. So I need to be on my best behavior at all times. Only the people who have something to hide would want to have a two-party recording uh, statute because that protects them. It protects the you know the slime balls. It protects the dishonest. It protects the thugs. That's what the two-party consent rule does. It really it provi- does. It provides a haven for them to where anybody that records their bad behavior is going to be possibly subject to criminal charges. And that's absolutely outrageous. So the other point that I thought was important to make to these people that were doing this hearing today was about how the two-party consent rule also protects bad business people. And I pointed out that you know where I come from, and probably in most of these 38 states, you've got like... News Channel 8, on your side. We have investigated so-and-so's car lot because we heard that they were ripping people off, and we decided to arm up with uh, hidden cameras to see if it was true. Who hasn't seen one of these undercover reports? I would imagine most people have. Most people, if they're in a one-party consent state. Because if you're in, a two, if you're in one of these two-party consent states, you've, and you've lived there your whole life, you've probably never seen one of these reports unless it's on national television. A lot of these, little, uh, these two-party consent states are little backwaters, like uh, Connecticut and Vermont and New Hampshire. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, don't, I don't know if Vermont has its own television station, but New Hampshire uh, yeah, has one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it doesn't even have all three affiliates. Just You're one right. of the big of the big uh, names, yeah. So that's a really important thing, you know, not just to be able to hold government bureaucrats accountable, which is what the bulk of the conversation was about today in uh, the hearing, but to be able to hold anyone who is behaving badly accountable. A uh, two-party sta- consent state is California. That's a big one. Um, Florida wow. apparently California. is one. Now, in Florida, apparently they claim it's a two-party consent state, but uh, you know, it doesn't. Maybe it just doesn't apply to the cameras on the ground. Really? Well, maybe it wasn't always that way. Maybe they changed the law. I, d- I don't know. I don't know either. But um, you know, I don't remember. Maybe there's recall. an exemption for news news reporting. I, I I don't know. Have you heard telephone conversations between uh, you know businesses and? I remember seeing un- undercover videos when I was growing videos. up in Florida. But I'm like, asking you, just because Florida has this two party consent, no audio. Mean that video with audio. I'm just telling you that. You know, these two party can this is a wiretapping law. I see. It is a miscarriage of justice to use a wiretapping law to go after somebody who's using video standing on the ground. They're not tapping any effing wires. Now, these uh, these states states across the country have been using the wiretapping laws in order to prevent people from videotaping police officers in the, uh, you know, doing their duty. Uh, But. That is a miscarriage of justice and not what the law was intended for. Perhaps in Florida, it is one of the few miscarriages of justice that they do not perpetrate. Maybe so. I mean, that's going out on a limb. I don't know. The only time I've seen this used to convict somebody is when they're recording somebody who works for the state. Yeah, that's absolutely true. 
but the point being, you know, these are usually hidden camera situations where somebody goes into a bad, alleged bad business and, and investigates their business practices. And then they, you know, cut the video up later and they put it on the air and those sure. business, those biz, bad businessmen are outed and or the salespeople are fired or, you know, things happen. When you out a bad business, uh, you know, their business goes down uh, and or they uh, restructure and management changes until they get it right. And it's an important tool. So it's not just an important tool for keeping government people honest to some extent, but also business people as well as anybody that you happen to be on the phone with. So I thought it was really important to point that out to these sure, people uh, in this hearing because what they were talking about was well we need to carve out an exception for uh people who threaten you because somebody was saying how well what if you get threatened on the phone Wouldn't well be how are to... you going to know if you're going to get threatened until after you... the fact <laughs> and let's, uh, right. what and so and you know the other thing was well we need to carve out a definition of what a public official is and uh blah blah blah, blah. and the point was that m- multiple people made was look if it's just a one-party consent rule across the board you don't have to have all these exceptions you don't have to have all the you know this lengthy legalese it can just be really simple and so hopefully that's the direction this is going to go in. The subcommittee will meet again in another two weeks, and then the full committee will meet, and then I don't know how you know, some legislation will have to be drawn up. And for all I know, it's going to be two more years before anything possibly can come up for a vote. I don't know how exactly the legislative uh, process works or how many committees it has to go through or all of that. We'll certainly let you know as, uh, as things change here because there's a lot of activism surrounding this now due to the fact that a Damos trial happened. And by the way, the Huffington Post and other, uh, there, there's a Huff, HuffPo article that just got posted today updating on the Adamo situation, and there's plenty more media out there. So people are paying attention. Hours 2 is next. You take control. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio this evening, it is Ian. And Julia. And Mark. We're going to, of course, take your phone calls about anything that you want. Toll-free number again is 855 855- Four fifty free, and uh, I think we've pretty much covered you know most of the aspects of the wiretapping situation. Of course, our friend Adamo Freeman is in jail as we speak. There is talk about uh, some sort of a campaign to contact the uh, governor of New Hampshire and attempt to uh, get a pardon for this. There was someone from the governor's office 
in the hearing today about the wiretapping law, and the person was there just to kind of take notes and see what was was happening in this particular session. And so it was suggested to this person that they should tell the governor to pardon this guy, and that got a round of applause uh, by the audience there. Of course, and, uh, I mean, he's only got maybe another 30 days in jail or something like that. Still, so it'd governor, be nice to be pardoned. I, I would uh, agree with you, but uh, Justice's terrible swift sword is... Slower than Christmas. I understand. But, you know, this was a clear miscarriage of justice. I would agree. In that if you actually look at this wiretapping law in New Hampshire, it says that it's a felony only if you're not a party to the conversation. So a demo who has been convicted of three felonies should in no way have ever been charged with or convicted of those felony counts. Wow. I don't know if the jury ever even read the law. It was certainly not read to them in the courtroom that well, I can recall. What difference would it make um, if he was convicted of felonies? I mean, it's bad paperwork on the side of the prosecution and the judge. Well, for someone who doesn't have a felony, it makes a difference when you get convicted of a felony. No, right? what I'm saying is is that the, the jury, it doesn't matter to the jury. The jury is supposed to find him guilty of whatever the, the verbiage is, and so... But the jury could look at the law and he say... He should well, have never been... I mean, he should have never been charged with it if what you're saying is true. That's right. He sh- if, I'm not saying he should have been charged with anything, but by their own system, he should have been charged with misdemeanors. The misdemeanor version of this is that if you are party to the conversation in a two-party state, like New Hampshire, if you're a party to the conversation, you record it without the other person's knowledge, then that's a misdemeanor. So by their own statutes, he should have been charged with misdemeanors, not felonies. As far as I'm concerned... So it was a miscarriage from top to bottom. When things like this happen... Judges and prosecutors, and fra- and frankly, jurors too, should go to prison. They should go to jail for this. I mean, if they if they're willing to send a person to jail for making a mistake or doing something on purpose, then when they make a mistake, they need mm. to have skin in the game. They need to be subject to up to seven years in prison. Well, at the very least, uh, demos should be let out based on, and this case should be overturned based on the fact that this prosecutor absolutely ignored the actual text of the law that he was charging a demo with. And everybody else did as well. It's absolutely outrageous. I would agree. It probably didn't help that he, was he in a blue jumpsuit at the time? No, no actually he had a really? suit coat. Yeah, he had a suit coat and nice. a t-shirt on that uh, said something like, I, I hate law enforcement or oh. something like that. Uh, I'm not sure exactly <laughs> what it said, but you know, it's one of these uh, black t-shirts with the, uh, you know, anti-authoritarian uh, sayings. And then he's got tattoos on his hands. And it just, it, it, it's, it's not it's, right, it's but it matters. Thi- it does. Whoa, 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 hold on. He got a not guilty him and Pete Eric got a not guilty in a Greenfield, Massachusetts yep. courtroom when they were dressed as they would normally dress. Yep. When he had a T-shirt on, he had a. I think he might have been wearing his hat uh, in court the yep. uh, the entire time, and I believe he was wearing sandals. It doesn't. So he <laughs> doesn't. You know, there's no way to predict. You know, I, I think that New Hampshire is a more conservative place. I was thinking about this, and I just don't know the answer to why he managed. He and Pete managed to pull it off there, and why they didn't do it. Well, here. the answer is it was one man. It was one juror. They got to talk to this guy. It was the other. We, we talked about juror Jim, who was the juror in Jim Johnson's case that uh, had uh, had talked to us after the fact and kind of gave us an insight as to what went on with the jury. And down in Massachusetts, there was a juror in that case as well who was the one guy who held out and actually managed to flip the jury. The one guy, the first vote was he was the only holdout, if I'm recalling correctly, or maybe one of two or something like that. And uh, this guy stood firm. Good. And he it does made, take that. He made the arguments that were necessary to convict to convince these other people, the other eleven people, that these guys were not guilty. 
So that's what happened in Greenfield. Excellent. And that's all we needed was just one person to at least hang the jury, but it ended up not happening. I don't uh, have faith in juries anymore. No. I don't, I don't have faith in judges. My God. I don't This either. guy that was supposed to be, nobody read the damn law. I mean, really? There was a, there were three, there was a three felony case here and there were, what, 16 jurors, a judge, mm-hmm. a prosecutor, a stenographer, you know, all kinds of dirty little Weasley lawyers scurrying about to see, ah, oh, what are the anarchists going to do? And all, none of these, <laughs> none of these disgusting, slimy people read the stinking law. I mean, this this is justice in America? I'm. I, I, it's outrageous. It's out, utterly outrageous. It certainly is. Wallace is in I Vermont. Mean, as far as I'm concerned, the pillory uh, on the town square is too good for these people. So this is why that there should be the, a pardon. I mean, it's clearly a miscarriage of justice. I agree with you, but... There should be a pardon. Pardons take months. The word... Well, the, the governor could pardon somebody tomorrow if he wanted to, if right? If he wanted to. Okay, so we just have to make him want to. And there's talk about a sit-in. Uh, there's talk about a, a mass phone uh, campaign. And I think that's pretty exciting. You know, if, he, if you can't get him to change his mind start by, with the, the by telephone. Start in with the sit-in. Start with the sit-in. Start with the sit-in. The we were reason, talking about starting with phone start, calls. Start on their front lawn. Not in their building. Not in the office? No, you stay out there in the, in the front lawn mm-hmm. because that way you see them. You're not intruding on their business or mm-hmm. anything like that. You're holding a vigil. This is a vigil. Mm. We will be here until you pardon a demo. Here's what you need to see. Everybody who goes by, look at the law. Please look at the law. When you talk to the governor, please talk to the governor about uh, pardoning a demo. Because you, you, uh, if they're going to feel like they're intruded upon if you, uh, you know, keep on calling them or you go into their building. Let's go to Wallace. He's in Vermont. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. I got a couple of suggestions. Number one, notwithstanding the fact that he's got to do only 60 days, uh, you ought to file an appeal. Uh, he'll probably do the time before the appeal is heard, but there's a slight chance, as slight as it may be, that uh, an appellate court, the, the New Hampshire Supreme Court, might do something. The second thing is... Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Supreme Court, by the way, will probably not even get him get back to him within a month. I would think that'd be true. They take well, forever. The idea, the idea, as guys have all been saying, that don't take the plea, clog up the court system. Well, even the filing of an appeal will help clog up the court system. I got gotcha. you. This is a constitutional issue. Uh, it might uh, uh, wind up going to the U.S. Supreme Court. Again, it should be, but uh, the news media has mentioned the case of Maller versus. New England Telephone Company. This was a case in which Maller was a deadbeat, or supposed a deadbeat, and he was being harassed by debt collectors. And uh, people basically calling up and saying, you owe this bill, whatever it Mm -hmm. was, you either pay or die, and he was being harassed, and he decided to record. And New England Telephone Company shut off his phone service because, and this is a 1974 case, 44 FCC second. 614 is the official site, 1974. Uh, he basically appealed to the FCC. And they said that because the debt collection company violated the law, harassing him, they had to record without a beep tone, without any kind of notice. This was a one-party state. I believe it was Massachusetts, but I could be wrong. It was New England. The second thing is that shortly after this particular case, the New York State Public Service Commission 
got inundated with complaints where uh, up until uh, I think it was 76 or so, it was illegal to record uh, anybody unless you had the beep tone. So a bunch of activists got together and they said, okay, well, police department, like Manchester in testimony, are recording without a beep tone. So they filed complaints against every single police, fire, EMT in the state. And the Public Service Commission decided to change it so that if you called on an emergency line, uh, you basically uh, didn't have to have a beep because, as they said, it might uh, uh, stop some of the conversation and interrupt and they leave the house. And they do not like notice that. you. When you call most of these police departments, they give you absolutely no notice whatsoever that they're recording the call. But then again, in the statutes, there's usually an exemption carved out for law enforcement uh, to protect them. From, you know, they can basically do the one-party consent thing. Uh, thanks, Wallace, for the call and the thoughts, as always. More coming up. It's uh, 855-450-FREE. Free talk. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves here, toll free, 855 450 free, the SACL CAI toll free line, 1 855 450 3733. Join us on our website, head over to freetalklive.com. Uh, we've got a lot of features there for you, and we give them away. They include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see that there. Uh, and if you're a lady listener, you can get details on becoming part of the Shrine. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Texas Hold'em poker's really popular, um, as are you know other types of online poker. And you know a lot of people, you can only play poker so often for nothing and enjoy yourself. Uh, some people, they want to put uh, something on the line to make the, the game mean something to mm. them. Sealswithclubs.eu allows you to gamble with bitcoins. Now, as far as the government's concerned, bitcoins are, you know, nothing but, uh, I don't know, like coupons or SNH green stamps or something like that. So you can gamble with bitcoins at uh, Seals with Clubs. That's like the, the little seals seals with clubs.eu they <laughs> you like that noise that was yes. good i thought thank you that's my seal noise uh they they don't ask a bunch of information about you so if for whatever reason they have some kind of trouble they don't know about you all they mm. want to know about you i went and did this process by oh, the way. Okay. i went i have played uh, i have i have signed up i have played and i have received my money back Ooh. from seals with clubs.eu uh, they just want a username, an optional email mm-hmm. uh, for confirmation, stuff like that. No bank info, no credit card, no documents ever. Deposits are instant and cash outs always come on the same day. And that sounds like an accurate statement to me. That's how it was for me. Even if an instant, it was it, the money was ready. I, I went Sweet. in there. I played. I did do so good. I won one hand out of maybe 10 or something like that. These people know how to play cards, yeah. right? You know, um, It's been a while for me, but I, I did win one hand, and I was happy with that. So anyway, 
If you don't have any Bitcoins yet, come check it out. And they have free tournaments every hour that pay Bitcoins even to the winner. So if you don't have Bitcoins, you can go play and win Bitcoins at SealsWithClub.eu. Wow. That's right. I'm impressed. It's it's a great site. Well, you can go. How right- many gambling operations can you walk into and play for free and possibly win money from the house? Well, I think they want people to go and check it out and I see what so. a, a cool site it is. Um, you've got to click on a room in there. They give you choices. You got to find find the rooms and uh, the, where people are. You can click on a room that doesn't have people, but you know, playing there's not going to be a lot of fun. So um, before we get back to the phone calls here, I did a little bit of uh, research during the break. It wasn't hard to do. I just went and searched for. Uh, I think I Googled uh, federal wiretapping laws. It was the first result. The website here is revised as of April 2012, so this is relatively fresh. Uh, It is privacyrights.org, the Privacy Rights Clearinghouse, empowering consumers, protecting privacy. It's a frequently asked questions about eavesdropping and wiretapping on telephone calls. Make sure you tweet this uh, link out so that people can get it. Thank you for that, uh, Mark. I will do that. And if you want to get on our Twitter, tweets get on our twitter service or whatever it is just go to news.freetalklive.com you can do that and uh, so here's the news we were because mark you brought up that you thought federal law was a two-party consent i, I said that, that yes. is not what i had heard and uh you were incorrect uh it turns out federal law what i had heard was incorrect that's right <laughs> Federal law, you were repeating something that was incorrect. That's correct. Federal law allows recording of phone calls and other electronic communications with the consent of at least one party to the call. A majority of the states and territories have adopted laws based on that federal standard, but 12 states, including California, require the consent of all parties to the call under most circumstances. Those states are Connecticut, California, Florida, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Montana, Nevada, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Washington. So uh, there you go. It's a one-party consent from uh, from the federal government. Meaning if you are in another state and you call New Hampshire people and you record their phone calls, technically that should be legal. And across international boundaries. I mean, it just doesn't – this this is just ridiculous. It's just yeah. ridiculous. So 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number here. Anthony is in Salem, Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, how are you guys doing? Great. What's on your mind tonight, Anthony? Oh. Uh, I just, uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, so I record my phone conversations most all the time when I'm talking to a corporation, and I always let them know I'm recording the conversation. Mm-hmm. Surprised more, more people don't do that. Do you guys do that? You know, I don't have the equipment to do it, and I've never had a situation with a company where I've said, you know, I just need to have this uh <laughs> Excuse Yikes. me, I had inhaled there. I, I just needed to have this recording. But I have um, you know, wondered to myself, well, if these people are just going to record, why shouldn't I record too? That's right. No, I think that you should be able to do that. And I think that if you do announce the recording in advance, it, it does change how people behave. So you will generally get uh, people on their best behavior if they know they're being recorded. But uh, usually the lackeys at uh, you know, one of these big companies is going to be recorded anyway, so they're going to be right. acting that way. Anything else you wanted to share tonight, Anthony? Um, well, uh, it's actually a, you get a free app on your phone to record conversations on your phone. Oh, sweet. And, what uh, app's I, rec- I recommend doing it because they're going to do it to us, and uh, you might as well do it to them. What, what is the app uh, in, uh, to which you're referring? It's called Tape a Talk. Tape a Talk. Uh, it's with the Android market. Tape a Talk. Yes, sir. Very good. Hey, thanks for sharing that tonight. Right. Appreciate the call. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Yes, sir. You too. 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. Technology is going to change everything. 
It sure has. And one of the points that was made uh, in the hearing today about changing the wiretapping law is that the government cannot keep up with technology. That the the wiretapping law, the fact that it even has the term wiretapping in it shows how outdated <laughs> it actually is. It's true. I mean, you know, at this point, you're not tapping any wires. Uh, so these a couple of the guys on the panel of uh, state reps somehow believed they could some in some way keep up with the the changes in technology, and it was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, these government bureaucrats are not technological experts. Hey, you're eighty. You don't even know what technology is. <laughs> one of the more amusing parts of this was uh, Bill Domenico, one of the uh, guys that was there, one of the Free State Project participants, stepped up and he said that – I think he's a Free State Project. I may be wrong about that. He's definitely a Liberty guy. Anyway, he's certainly involved. He was in there uh, today and he pointed out that the way this law is worded, at least in New Hampshire, outlaws the possession or sale of anything that could be used to do recording. He wow. pointed out that the guy in the corner with the uh, the video camera is committing a Class B felony because right he possesses there. the equipment to record a phone call. Right, he admitted in front of the police officer, the chief's uh, chief of police that was sitting in the room, that he sells this equipment, and that is he's guilty of multiple uh, felonies as a result of selling recording uh, potential equipment. It's insane. It is insane. Everyone in that courtroom that has a phone capable of recording is committing a felony by the wording of the law. And there was a cop in there. And this is what amazes me is I've done this, too. I've been in these state. I mean, you point this out to these people and the police are right there and they don't do anything. Although usually you're laughing like, ha, 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 ha. Right. You know, like we just enforce laws that we feel like enforcing. Yep. I mean, I pointed out that it's a, you know, I was in one of these. I held a, held aloft a plastic picnic knife and showed them in the law where it was illegal for a felon, and I'm a felon, to possess a knife. And I said that this, me doing this, is a Class B felony in front of, like, six chiefs of police, and no one did anything. Yeah. Yep, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So we'll continue here, and coming up, a family wants to adopt, but... It's refused. They can't do it. We'll tell you why in a few moments. 855-450 for you take control plus jury notification. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keen. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Take control of the airwaves here. Toll-free number, 855-453-SACL-CAI, toll-free line, one 450 You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find on the site. Uh, those features include archives. Go and click and download as many episodes as you would like. They are there for you. They're free. You don't have to jump through any hoops. You don't have to put in credit card information. You don't have to click on advertising. You don't have to sign up for an account. You just click and download. They're yours. Now, you can also share them with your friends on your Facebook profile or Twitter or whatever other social networking uh, website you prefer. Because I know there are other ones out there. I just don't know what they are. Somebody does. And you can go to uh, our SoundCloud I'm still page. rocking the MySpace. Are you really? No. 
Oh, okay. I have one, and I haven't really? signed in. in a, yeah, I mean, I didn't delete it ever. Maybe I still have one, too. I'm sure you do, too. I deleted mine. Maybe I, I never did. deleted mine. So I think like a month ago, I went in, you know, just to just because I was like, oh, yeah, I have a MySpace. It's and, like digging through your attic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, but nobody's on there anymore. Old, so lonely pictures, moth-eaten. <laughs> <laughs> no one's looked at, no one's clicked on him in months. Hey, I was a lot younger and like cuter back then, you know, because... Yeah. You're just younger and... Yeah, well... <laughs> so I like those pictures. So, uh, what the hell was I talking about? You were talking about social networking. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, social networking. Oh, yeah, you can share our archives there. Go to freetalklive.com, click on the left-hand side under Listen and Share to go to our SoundCloud page, and then there's an easy share button on every single archive, including Edgington Post episodes, Mark. That's correct. Uh, and who did you just interview t- uh, today for Edgington Post? Uh, Michael... Cicchini, Cicchini, and he is a uh, lawyer who's uh, doing investigations on corruption in the uh, you know criminal justice areas. Excellent. And he gives some advice on how to, uh, you know, talks about his book, of course, which right. gives you uh, advice on how to uh, avoid these things. And now because we're posting those separately from our regular show, you can go there right now to, uh, you don't have to wait until the show's over nope. until we tag it on at it's the available. end of the show. Yeah, it's available now over at freetalklive.com. Just click on the SoundCloud link under listen and share on the left-hand side. And then again, click the share button on your favorite episodes and share them with your friends on whatever social networking you want. It's all free. So I, I mentioned that I had an example of uh, jury nullification that you know because mark you were kind of critical of this whole jury nullification thing like you said I'm it was skeptical good for, that it do, will do anything you're, you said it was good for the individual maybe because they could get off of a charge Not but just is, maybe. It, I mean, is it, it going to is. have uh is it going to have a larger effect you know is jury nullification going to have my a, question is is it is it effective to do activism uh, you know specific, specifically civil disobedience in order and then count on jury nullification because civil disobedience is intended to bring a change right, well, and jury nullification is an issue it you know is is in and of itself really just a single you know a single moment in time you certainly cannot count on jury nullification because you can't certainly count not. on a jury to even remotely understand the issues they're being presented with uh, but nonetheless, let me give you the detail here from Jacob Solomon over at Reason.com. A Kansas defense attorney reports the following. I had a jury trial this morning on level three possession with intent to distribute, level four possession drug finalia, uh, paraphernalia, and level 10 no drug tax stamp. During voir dire, my almost all-white, middle-class, middle-aged jury went into full rebellion against the prosecutor, stating that they wouldn't convict even if the client's guilt was proven beyond a reasonable doubt. Almost all of the potential jurors during the voir dire process said this. They, uh, they had that same viewpoint. It's crazy. They felt marijuana should be legalized. What he does with, his, with it is his own business and that the jails are already full of people for this silly charge. Then, when the potential jurors found out that the state wanted him to pay back taxes on illegal drugs, they went nuts. One woman from the back of the uh, from the back said how stupid this was, and why are we even here wasting our time? A suit from the front said this was the most ridiculous thing he'd ever heard. The prosecutor ended up dismissing the case. Judge gave me a dismissal with prejudice. That means they can't bring the charge back against this guy. Wow. I'm still laughing my ass off over this one. I have never seen a full-on mutiny by an entire jury pool before. Easiest win ever from a defense attorney in Kansas. Crazy. Well, you say that you know somebody, and we both know this person, who 
I don't remember what it, the charge was, but they basically voted in a jury the way they didn't want to because the majority of the the jury was voting a certain way. So they That's went right. against their own morals and what they really believed Someone who knew to about be a part of a group. Yes. Yes. And people tend to act like I think the juries are better than, you know, better than dispensing justice. They're a great way to sort of study humans and groups mm. and the way that they operate, because you'll find people that go back in juries, you know, go back to the deliberation that believe something that they change their mind because there are powerful people, people with powerful personalities that are, you know, somehow or another are able to convince folks that they've got this, that, you know, the power of the uh, of the group behind them. Because if you think you're the one person standing against the group, it's a difficult place to be. Sure. I mean, they've actually done studies where people are, you know, like, you know, they're they're looking at colors and everybody in the group saying, well, that's that's blue. And they're, they're looking at red. They know they're looking at red and they'll say it's blue. Because they're they just go along to get along. bending to the group. Well, they're not yeah. going along to getting along. I mean, it's a group of people that are just talking about colors. You can stand up in the group. You're not getting along at all. You just stand up in the group and say, that's red. You don't have to say, all you people are nuts. All right. you people need your heads examined. Or we're all going to be here until the end of the day or into the next week if you don't agree with me that this is red because it's but, not like a jury. But just because they're in a group... But they are going along to get along in that case because to, to disagree would be to go against what the group wants. And it's just they probably perceive it as easier to just do whatever the group's doing. Why I think be that, different? Uh, Why stand out? I don't think that it's an easy thing. I think that it's an accepting thing. People just like to be accepted. They don't like to go against the grain. I haven't seen the, uh, the, you know, the sort of after studies conversation, but I would love to talk to these people. Really? You said that that red card was blue because all the other people did. What was go- what was wrong with you? What was going through your mind? I would love to hear that as well. I can't imagine it because I would never say that it was red if it was blue. I mean, I just, I, I really. I bet you the people on this jury would. I, I just, <laughs> well, the jury they, they hand Monday. select them and they tend to pick average people. I don't who... know what they do. I mean, I, I can't understand what the psychology of it or how it works is. I mean, I tend to believe that I have a powerful enough personality that if, if I was on the jury, at the very least, I would stand for what I believe sure. is right. But secondarily, I believe that I could make powerful arguments that would convince other people to stand with me. That's what I believe. Of course, I'm a radio talk show host, so either I'm going to be able to do that or I'm at least going to believe that i'm able mm-hmm. to do that so Demo is in jail by the way uh for the time being if you would like to contact him you can get in touch with him through mail to jail mail to jail.com is making it possible to donate directly to your favorite political prisoners now using bitcoins uh, you can donate directly to a demo to his uh, commissary in jail yep. and uh, any other jailed liberty activists with bitcoins you can also support mail jail.com's great work uh and again that's mail to jail.com and uh, that's a message by the way brought to you by memorydealers.com if you need optical transceivers for your networking equipment and want to support liberty at the same time you should buy them from memorydealers.com and you can buy them with bitcoins if that's what you want to do of course you can now uh, obviously you'd have to be I, i'm not entirely sure what an optical transceiver is if you know what it is you know what it is. you should buy them from memory dealers <laughs> yeah. so uh, they do have the best prices yeah 855-450-FREE uh, that's the SACL cai toll free line but a little bit more here about the jury nullification so technically i think this is jury nullification jacob Sullum over at reason.com says not quite jury nullification. it's not quite jury nullification i think that is jury nullification because they nullified the before pool. the trial even started the i mean they nullified did, so what did it achieve 
it made it so this prosecutor dropped the charge. Okay, so you're talking about one incident? Right, and that may dissuade this prosecutor from bringing the charge in the future. If the nah. prosecutor brings now, the charge again... If you pile again, these up, if, you, if this prosecutor you know, brought eight charges in a year and four of them were turned back on him, then maybe. But jury That's nullif- what I'm saying. You've got an entire jury pool. This isn't just one instance of jury nullification with 12 jurors deciding to nullify. This is the pool of jurors saying... You can't put us on this case. Don't get too excited, Buster. It's like a one-time event. It happened in Montana as well. Great. Two-time event? There's twice. 855-453. The more people get educated about this, the more likely they are to take action and nullify, and that can possibly change things. Absolutely can if people stand up for what they believe in. 855-453. You take control. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Toll-free number 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy all the features we have there for you now. If you enjoy the program and you'd like to support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is you can support the show with 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, invest it into Free Talk Live, get on more radio stations across the country just now added to pueblo colorado uh i-25 talk radio there which uh great to be on board that uh that couple different stations an fm and, and an am and it's made possible by listeners like you becoming amplifiers it's the amp dollars that come in that allow us to do advertising to radio stations that allow us to promote this show to program directors across the country and then once they add the program to their station you know, give their listeners a dose of something they've probably never heard before. Chances are really good. Principled ideas of freedom here seven nights a week. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only uh, podcast, amp-only forum. The amp-only podcast, by the way, does not have the usual co- uh, commercials, the usual podcast commercials that our normal podcast does. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. We really appreciate it. Still to come here, a family wants to adopt, but they have been told no. We'll tell you why in moments. Sam is listening, though, in Utah. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hey, Sam. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I was just going to call about this uh, jury nullification. I think you touched on it when I was talking to your producer, but they did it in Montana, too. Uh, they couldn't see the jury. That's right. Because everybody was... Uh, up in arms over the small amount of marijuana they're trying to take this guy to court over. This guy was selling. This guy wasn't just a possession charge. He was actually intent to distribute. Right, and they wanted to tax him on his work, which everybody who works gets taxed on. So, and they called that ridiculous. So, I, I'm in. This is a crazy story. It's a huge. It's huge news. And uh, go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Uh, this, the ages in this article I read about this Montana one, they said the most vocal one was a lady in her 60s, hmm. and she was kicking up a storm that they were just wasting her time. So 
you know, I think that the the tides kind of turn it on that. I sure hope so. I mean, if these are Montana has uh, medical marijuana too there, so they you know. True. Does well, Kansas well, though? Montana just rolled that back quite a bit. They passed a law to, and there's. Uh, oh, no. They uh, everybody's uh, medical marijuana card expired last March, and now that they had to apply for a new one, and they are only allowed to uh, give out a, a certain amount of them. There so, could only be a certain amount of sick people in Montana. Well, you know, it's a Montana used to be very libertarian until the increasing Mormon influence there in Billings, which is the biggest city there. Really? And uh, they uh, they passed the medical marijuana then uh, against the Montana Constitution. They made a law restricting the medical marijuana. So... That's this political process is so frustrating. It's hard it's, to hold the line. It's and It's two just... steps forward, uh, three steps backwards in some cases, it seems. And it, they just keep on pushing these prohibitionists, these anti-drug zealots. But, you know, I agree with you, Sam, that these jury pools that are refusing to hear these cases, that's a great step in the right direction. It's, uh, I don't know if it's a step. Maybe it is in a, you know, it's a harbinger of uh, good things to come. And I, I appreciate uh, the thoughts. Anything else you want to share tonight? No, that's it. Great show, guys. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Now, uh, is Kansas one of the 14 states with the medical marijuana? I don't think so. It wasn't in that, uh, what was it called, in Pot We Trust. At the time that we watched that, I believe there was a woman in Kansas from it, the woman with multiple sclerosis. The one that was having a score pot on the street? Yes, yeah. that was in Kansas. And so at the time that that was made, there was not a law passed. So I don't so, believe there is. Yeah, so that you know, this is a place in which that they don't have uh, medical marijuana, likely, and the jury pool still said, this guy's a dealer, and they still said, we're not going to convict him. You can't put us on this guy's jury. We they, we have zero chance of convicting this man. That's awesome. And the more that happens, you have to admit, Mark, if it happens more often, oh yeah, the prosecutors it, look, are going to give up. You got to pile it up. But you can make one case work with a real attorney and do you know like make real precedent. Can you? Well, I suppose if you have a whole bunch of money, yeah, like or... if you would if you'd have taken this, if a real attorney would have gone in there and argued this from a real standpoint, they would have You're taken about this a Demos case, a and they would have shoved it right down this prosecutor's throat because he looked like an absolute fool. The... He brought a case to trial, three felonies. He wasted these people's day for the fact is. He had no evidence. Mm. He he had no evidence of his own. His only evidence totally were the videos that he put online. Ademo edited those videos yep. and then said on uh, some radio program here in New Hampshire that he didn't edit them. Well, you're telling me I don't have the right to lie in America? It was a pol- it was a political prosecution from the word go. It absolutely was. It was a, a show trial and- designed to punish the activist community, and he was essentially martyred. And uh, furthermore, the, the jury never got to hear the idea that maybe he wasn't in the state. I mean, it's a tiny little state with right. 1.4 million people it's in it. It's the prosecutor's burden to prove. And he failed, you know, to prove. He, he couldn't have he couldn't have proved it. So he could have they could have nullified this law. A real uh, attorney could have nullified this law simply because look, you've got to prove that these people are in the state. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, Mark. And and Ademo, you know, he barely touched on those points at the very end. In his well, he said he statement. could have. He he dismissed the points. He basically asked the jury to ignore those points. He said that you know, and and frankly, I think that he was depressed. And you know, I understand. He he told the jury to you know ignore those points. I want you to look at whether or not 
you think public officials need to be you recorded. can spend an hour on your closing statement if you want to and, he, and you know and he didn't i mean it was a matter of minutes uh, he didn't spend that much time explaining jury nullification to the jury right. either so maybe we'll see uh, Bill Kostrick do it differently because, as I understand it, the video is out. I have not yet seen the footage, but I have been linked to it. Uh, Bill Kostrick is the guy who made national headlines when he carried a, a, a pistol openly at – because you can open carry in New Hampshire, no problem uh, – at, at an Obama campaign event, uh, made ma- national headlines, ended up being on like the Chris Matthews show uh, for an interview about this. He has now stepped up. And Matthews up. Uh, got rid of him frustrated because he wouldn't uh, say the kind of things that he wanted him to say. Yeah, he has now stepped up. This is a principled, liberty-loving guy who I don't believe has actually uh, gone to a trial before. If he has, I, I, don't, I don't recall it. Uh, so he's fresh, he's ready to go, and he's challenged this prosecutor, the uh, prosecutor who picked on a demo, and he said, look, I'm going to go ahead and call this police officer. I'm going to record the call, and I'm going to make a video of it. I'm going to send it to you, and then you can go up against me in court, and we'll see how easy of a time you have. So he's already got a plan. He's already ready to roll with this uh, with this concept. And as I understand it, the video I'd is like to ask that uh, cop that was on the stand uh, about his uh, his compliance with whatever physical fitness rules they have <laughs> um, in the Manchester Police Department because this man was uh, just obese. Well, typically, uh, if a department has those rules, they grandfather in the bureaucrats who were and that employed helps the, prior to and it. That helps the public in what way? It doesn't. It helps the bureaucrats keep their jobs. Yeah, that's what it helps because the union says that you know. They've got a grandfather or whatever. Uh, so departments, you know, I don't even know if Manchester has that requirement now. They may or may not. So uh, and I think the last I heard that it might have been a voluntary requirement as well. The voluntary <laughs> requirement. That's not the, those words don't go together. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oxymoron. Eight five five four fifty three. So, uh, so there you go. Jury nullification, wiretapping. I think we've hit all the bases uh, on that tonight. So let's move into other news. Julia, you've got a story about a family that wanted to do the right thing. They wanted to take a child outside of the adoption system, get them out of an orphanage, or get them out of you know a foster care home or wherever it was they were staying. But the state told them no. Right. This is from ArizonaFamily.com uh, out of Phoenix. A Valley family has a lot, a lot of room in their home and hearts for more children, especially those in need. The Van Tierdens, they have a strange last name, I'm sorry, uh, are hoping to adopt a child, but there's been a slight snag in their plan. It breaks my heart that some kids don't have a family, and but it's been halted just now, says Suzanne. Suzanne and her husband Dan's hopes of fostering children and then adopting them were recently dashed because their daughters aren't fully vaccinated for philosophical reasons, oh, not wow. religious. Fully vaccinated? Yes, okay. which means apparently they have some. Maybe it'll go into more here in a second. Uh, according to a spokesperson for the state's Department of Economic Security, or DES, the state requires that each child rescinding into foster home have all childhood immunizations according to the child's age and health. I feel like... The Department of Economic Security. Yeah, I've never heard of that, that before. That sounds creepy. The, the Department of Economic Security... What does that have to do with children? Right, and they're deciding whether or not children well, can be the adopted. they own the children, and they, uh, they're, they're a future tax base. They are, that's exactly it. The children are the securities for the future, of the, uh, the future existence of the state. And they're holding your kids as collateral, because they're going to grow up, and they're going to work, and they're going to pay taxes. So it's important to have those kids being, uh, you know, government-injected, I guess. 
855-450-FREE. You can take control here. We'll give you the rest of the story here in moments. Also, we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. 855-450-3733. Hour 3 is next. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up anything you want toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website. Just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Uh, You can actually control the content of the site. So what you see on the site has been created by listeners like you. Those numbered items as you go down the front page, those numbers are votes. And they are the aggregate uh, amount of votes, up and down votes are allowed on each item. You can submit items to the site. Maybe it's a YouTube video that you enjoyed or uh, some sort of news post or blog post. You can submit it to the site. Others will vote. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up make it from the upcoming stories page where everything starts and then gets promoted to the front page if it gets enough votes. So remember, when you go to freetalklive.com, don't forget to click upcoming stories to see what's fresh on the site and cast your votes to help it get to the front page or to stop it from getting to the front page. You can go to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. Now, of course, we'll take your calls about anything. But, Julia, just before the break, for our listeners just tuning in, you had started a story about a, a couple. Uh, family who already has children that decided they wanted to adopt and uh, they was it adopt or actually take on a foster child because you did it says mention- foster and then adopt I see okay so th- so they're going through the state system and basically they were told well we really want to place these kids with families but not that bad you haven't gotten vaccinations for your kids or at least the appropriate ones the ones that we think you should have so therefore, you can't have this uh, this other child. That's correct. Uh, Susan says, I would feel uh, more comfortable if I knew every ingredient that was in each shot so that I could make an educated decision. The family selected what they believed to be the most important vaccinations for their children and had them given to them. According to the Department of Economic Security's website, as of 2011, more than 11,000 children were placed in out-of-home care due to absence Uh, I'm sorry, abuse, negligent, or abandonment. So 11,000 children. Of these children, more than 2,000 had a case plan goal of adoption. African-American teen boys are in need of the most homes. Uh, These people would love to adopt two boys. Mm. We're also told by the state spokesperson that the immunization rule is to prevent foster children from exposure to childhood diseases. 
Suzanne questions why her children's vaccinations matter if the oh, state's kids are already vaccinated. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That was, this was a question, but well, I guess vaccinations. Here's the reason: vaccinations, although it sounds like you're protected from this de- disease, only increases. This is the science behind it: increases your protection from that disease. It does not, in fact, you know, protect you from the disease altogether. Because usually vaccinations have like dead or small amount of bacteria in them, right? That will uh, infect the person on a, at a level that will allow their immune system to develop an immunity to it. Yeah. So, but okay. So let me just clarify here. You're saying that the kids in the foster system have already been vaccinated. Correct. So what's the issue? Well, it seems to me that the issue is these parents aren't obedient enough, right? This is a this is a test to see. Oh well, you aren't in the club of obedient parents. You won't do everything that we tell you to do. You might say no to some sort of uh, you know requirement that we put on you. And so, therefore, we're not going to allow you to have the child. You know, when you think about people who are working in these situations, the the people out there who are working with children, I would like to believe that these people are some of the, you know, kindest, most compassionate people out there, that they really love these children and they want to place them in homes. You think so, yeah. But how could, I couldn't work for an organization like this. If my work was, I want to do something good, I want to make sure to get as many children as possible into homes because I really care, I couldn't work for this organization because this kind of stuff would drive me crazy. It's so wrong. So Dan, who is the husband here, he teaches special needs children. Clearly um, a very bad man <laughs> right. who doesn't care about his kids. And also is studying to get his master's degree. I think when you're looking at what's in the best interest of children that don't have families, it would be much better to put them in a family that really wants them, said right? Dan. Duh. 3TV was also told uh, told that the couple can request an alternative method of compliance on behalf of applicants that elect not to immunize their children against childhood diseases, hmm. which can be submitted by the licensing agency along with the home study. Suzanne said she was told by a representative from an adoption agency that most of these applications have been rejected. The couple still has hope and has spoken to each other about fully vaccinating their girls. I don't think it's right. We thought repeatedly, should we vaccinate our kids so we can move on with this because we really want to do it? But at the same time, why should we be forced to do something that we don't necessarily agree with? Right. They don't trust it. I mean, these aren't people who have just completely forsworn vaccinations, which I think you should have the right to do. But uh, they've, they're people who've actually taken the time to look at every single vaccination and decide whether or not that uh, they want these uh, in their children. And now they're in a position where, on one hand, they don't want to put these vaccinations in their children, but on the other hand, they'd really like to have another child. And uh, what can you imagine uh, if they actually did vaccinate their kids to the extent the state wants and then one of them gets sick or possibly dies as a result? Because that's been known to happen with vaccinations. Now, let me get this straight. They want to house foster kids or they want to adopt it said foster and eventually adopt so at this point you know the adopt is a claim but what they want to do is they want to foster kids and then get the check for fostering kids at that point right Mm -hmm. presumably so so i don't know you know i don't know exactly what i think about this obviously i want people to uh to foster kids but i you know i mean do i don't i don't necessarily see the uh the highest level of uh of you know good here I mean, but there may I, not be another way for them to adopt these there may not. kids. If I were to foster kids, I would take the money that I got for taking care of those kids mm-hmm. and I'd put them in an account for that kid when they got older. That's, That's a nice idea. Um, but 
It says here, hopes of fostering and then adopting them. So right. perhaps so that's the claim. process that needs to happen. It probably right. is. And maybe they don't want to go through the and Catholic Church or and they whatever. Can't, uh, they can't put the foster kids in um, the house because the foster kids must be kept safe. Right? That's the idea. From the unvaccinated kids. That's right. Or the partially vaccinated partially kids. Partially vac- vaccinated Well, it kids. just seems to me like they would look... At, I mean, I understand taking these by on a case-by-case basis, right? But when you look at this family, at least on paper, it seems like they're a nice family who has mm. good intentions and, and will take good care of the children. So what way. else matter? What, what, they're just not obedient enough. I mean, they uh, you have to be... You have to jump through whatever the hoops the state puts up in order to get their uh, their programs. You know, you ha- that's just the way it is. Yep. And it sucks. Yeah, I didn't realize this. I always uh, thought if I was ever going to do adoption that it would be my felony charge – or excuse me, fostering kids to be my felony charge would be the that problem. That would stop you. But apparently it's my un, um, unvaccinated kid. Great point. I, would, I was going to ask you, you. You didn't vaccinate your kid, did you? No, we haven't. Uh, you know, I would just – you know, you're scared to do it. I, I am. I mean, I had uh, reactions to uh, vaccination. I know that there's lots of people out there that say, "No, you didn't have a reaction." Well, those people can pound salt. <laughs> you in had it butts. more than once, did right? you not? Because I took the, you know, I took a, a vaccine two different times, and both instances, I was the sickest I'd ever been in my entire life after doing it. And it's a case study, but you know, you can't ignore evidence like that in your own life. Yeah, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm. I, I don't know everything about vaccinations. I I can't take the eight years in medical school to figure it out um there was uh, somebody did send me uh, i think it was about a semester's worth of uh, uh, videos on vaccinations from harvard um and you know i, I i'm not going to spend you know, a semester studying um studying uh, vaccinations and to see which ones work what ways mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know how these things work i do know that i had a reaction i do my, know my son has uh, my genes and so therefore i decided um that I, I wasn't for it my wife wasn't for it so there you go it's my job first to do no harm, and I know that people have been harmed by vaccines. There's always that risk. Right. I don't know whether vaccines harm people. I'm not making that statement. I am making the statement that vaccines have harmed people. Your thoughts are welcome. 855-450-FREE, whether it's on uh, vaccinations or adoption slash being a foster parent. I remember there was a lady in town here uh, who I'm a friend uh, a friend of who adopted a, a child, or excuse me, fostered a child recently. And one uh, partic- person in particular kind of you know, was upset at her for that as though, you know, she was doing something wrong because it was working with the government. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if that's the way that you can help a child and you have to work through the state, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. Rescuing a kid from that system. Now, it must be difficult to deal with the 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 state in that particular um, area, but I can see why you consider that important enough to do it. 855 450 free, the SACL CAI toll-free line. The worst part about the foster system is they can take them back and they kind of shuffle them around a little bit. So, I mean, it's foster system's got some serious issues. But, gosh, if you can get a kid out of some sort of government housing, that seems like it's worth doing if you are into, you know, helping kids and having them. We're coming up Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends, you like Free Talk Live, like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here toll-free. Maybe you want to share with us your foster system stories. Maybe you've been a parent attempting to foster. Maybe you have been within the system as a foster child and you want to share your story. You're welcome to do so. 855-450-FREE. You can also bring up whatever's on your mind and take control of these airwaves. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system allowing you to get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. If you want to get bitcoins, you probably if you've been listening to Free Talk Live, you you know what bitcoins are. Bitcoins are uh, decentralized, open source internet currency, where you can send and receive money without fees, and you can uh, your 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 account, which basically you keep on your uh, computer or you know whatever computing device you want, uh, can't be messed with by anybody, especially if you keep it secure enough. Uh, you know nobody can freeze your account. Nobody can uh, nobody can increase bitcoins or inflate them or counterfeit them and you can get bitcoins by going to bitinstant.com bitinstant is uh, well it's the place to go you can pay you can deposit bitcoins at major bank branches uh, money where any place that has money grams cvs's 7-elevens walmarts more than 700,000 locations worldwide all you have to do is go to bitinstant.com i'm sure they'll make it relatively easy for you to find uh, places that you can deposit it's bitinstant.com and you'll get your money within an hour or two if you don't They've got customer service that'll work right with you. They've got their fees right there. So if you, you know, look at the type of transaction you want to make, some of them have more than others. If you're going through, you know, MoneyGram or something like that, you're going to spend spend more. Ian, you uh, you bought yours that way, right? Uh, yes, through I uh, went to CBS and used uh, Western Union's. MoneyGram. And that's going to, you know, obviously Western Union's got to get their cut. But yep. you, did so you do CBS? It, you did it completely anonymously. I did, yes. Yeah, I did. Too. I, I did mine with cash, and that it was completely anonymous. Yeah, and you just did it recently too. Mm-hmm. And where'd you go? Bank of America. Yeah, I went to a uh, major bank branch myself when I used it. It's so, great. Yeah, bitinstant.com. I frankly, I don't like the fees, but it looks to me like bitcoins are moving upwards right now. So well, how the hell are you going to transfer money into another money without fees? Yeah, I don't like any fees. <laughs> you know, and but once they become bitcoins, there are no more fees attached to them. It's true. There aren't any fees after that. Once they're bitcoins, unless you want to turn them into something else. I mean, it always costs right. money to transfer any currency into another currency. Sure. And that's a reality. There's ways to cut it down. BitInstant makes it easy for you to cut those prices down. I, I recommend going and looking at the fees and rates so that you can find the cheapest way to do it. I don't recommend going to some place where you're going to you know, get the 8% or something like that. You can get it down to you know, as low as 3%. So it's bitinstant.com. For the value that you're getting out of Bitcoin, I mean, it's well worth it. I agree with you, but yeah. why Western Union? It was convenient. It was convenient. You could have gone to a bank branch, though, and, and done it just as easily, deposited in an account. You just didn't know. It's ignorance, and I'm trying to— I knew about the bank option. I just wanted to try—I uh, I wanted to try the you know, okay. Western Union, I mean, because those are pretty ubiquitous, right? Like, banks are pretty ubiquitous as well, but— yeah. Uh, you know, these are there are a lot of Western Union locations. I mean, the gross, a lot of grocery stores, a lot of convenience. Uh, my recommendation stores. to my listeners, to whom I uh, whom I care about, is go to one of the bank locations. You'll get you'll pay fewer fees. I'm with you, man. That okay. sounds like a great deal. I just wanted to try the other option. I I hadn't used it before, and I just went with whatever was whatever was closest. They get a little map that comes up. Yeah, uh, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah. So it's a bit. I insta- walked, you know, rode my bike there. Yeah, bitinstant.com. 
All right, so uh, 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Since we were talking about uh, young people, parenting, uh, we had the news about uh, some parents that wanted to uh, foster and then adopt, and they weren't allowed to because they hadn't vaccinated their children to the requirements of the state. And uh, you've got a related story, Julia. Well, it's not really related, but I, I found it interesting. It's about parenting and kids. Right. It's from ScienceDaily.com. And uh, the art, the title is One in Three Postpartum Women Suffer PTSD Symptoms After Giving Birth. Natural birth uh, is a major cause of post-traumatic stress, study suggests. Wow. Which is interesting to me because I don't want kids at this point in time, at this point in my life at all. But So what you don't want is to ever have kids at this point in your life, right? Right. Okay. However... I could. I am willing to say, okay, maybe when I'm 40, I could be bored enough with my life and 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 decide, change my mind, and want kids. Mm-hmm. But one thing that still stands: I do not want to give birth. I I call me immature. I get that it's it's a part of do life. Do people call people that. immature for well, that? Well, I think that there are some people out there who would say it's a it's just a regular part of life. Like. like you know, it's not that big of a deal. And okay, I don't think it's gross. Like, if you tell me you had a baby, I'm not going to go, ew, gross, yeah. that came out of your, you know, woo-woo. It's, I'm, not, <laughs> right? I'm not that immature. But I do not want, I just don't want to go through it. Mm. I have read enough it about horrifying. it. I don't like it. There's plenty of people doing it. It's not like you've got to. You know, there's plenty of people yeah. doing right. it for you. Exactly. Well, that's so, why adopting is, uh, you know, so valuable. It's for not for in me. Your position, Julia. I'll just if, say that if you did want a child, you could, in theory, adopt. You don't have any other kids, so they couldn't get you for the whole uh, yes, not vaccinating true. your kids thing. So, uh, do they let you adopt though if you're single? Because probably not. Hmm. So that might be a thing. <laughs> right. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So what's so, the news? Uh, a university researcher has found that approximately one third of all postpartum women exhibit some symptoms of PTSD, and a smaller percentage develop full blown PTSD following the ordeal of labor. This surprising finding indicates a relatively high uh, prevalence of the disorder, says Professor Ray Staus. Of the women who developed post-traumatic stress syndromes, 80% opted for natural childbirth without pain relief. Hmm. I don't understand this, why you would want to do this. My wife decided to do it I, I hear it all the time. They're like, I just want to, you know, I, I think it has to do with maybe like inner strength, right? And just being yeah. like connecting like with it. your child. And uh, But I've, give me all the freaking drugs you have if something that large is coming out. I'm yeah, I, sorry. I get it. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think that one should do what one wants to I do. I agree. Um, and I think that one, look, you know, there's no good reason to climb a mountain or swim across the English Channel mm-hmm. either. People do it and people uh, respect it. So, you know, right. whatever. Oh, I respect other people's choices to do that. But you're saying I'm that if saying- they do a natural birth... Without any kind of uh, dope, that they're more likely to get PTSD. Correct. 80% of the people who developed the (laughs) symptoms opted for natural childbirth. I would like to know, of that 80%, how many of them were the first time? Was it their first time opting Mm. for natural childbirth and their first birth in general? Um, I think it says something about that here later. Uh, Other significant factors... I identified include the woman's body image, including discomfort for being in an undressed state for a relatively prolonged period of time, um, fear during labor and complications in the present and earlier pregnancies and labors. The debate over whether or not childbirth qualifies as a traumatic event is still controversial. 
Although childbirth is not a sudden and unexpected event like an accident, childbirth is accompanied by a very real and justified fear of danger as expectant mothers worry not only for their safety but also for the health and well-being of their babies. that's an interesting point. Like the mindset of uh, the lady going into this situation can possibly be a major factor. Here's what they're saying. So I don't know if you all remember this, but there was a video on YouTube about how some women orgasm during childbirth because they're looking at it from a completely different perspective. Uh, And I would imagine that if you're orgasming during childbirth, you're probably not going to be having PTSD. Uh, So 855. So it may be how you go into it. But if it scares you, how do you turn that around? I mean, that's, Don't that's, get pregnant. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control. You can share your thoughts. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features we give to you. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. Uh, so lots to uh, talk about on the air, of course. You can also join us online. Go to the mobile site for quick access to our live streams. Uh, go to m.freetalklive.com. That's m, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, manventureoutpost.com is a place to go. They've got the name brands that you want to have, and they've got them at the best prices you're likely to be able to find on the Internet. Certainly, individually, some place has to have some lower prices than ManVenture. But in general, I think you're going to find the lowest prices. Before you buy anything that has to do with camping, hunting, or shooting, whether it's knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, tents, whatever it is, go to manventureoutpost.com and price it first. It's manventureoutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing, the Better Business Bureau, and you can get an additional 5% off. They're already low prices, so that should cover shipping with coupon code FTL. You can get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. And all the people that have bought from manventureoutpost.com because they've had a flood of people. It's one of our you know best, um, best? advertisers. Thank you. Manventureoutpost.com. Imagine if they bought there once, they're going to go back. This is the right place to be advertising something like that. You know? Absolutely. So uh, we're going to get back to PTSD and birth in, in a moment here. But uh, first, your phone calls, your thoughts. Robert, listening in Louisiana. To XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hey, Robert. Hello. I I was just wanted to tell you, tell you, Mark and Julia, how much I've enjoyed y'all on puking the game the last couple of weeks. It was really funny. Thank you. Well, there you go. <laughs> that was Mark's first Thank time. Thank you. Puke and the Gang is a radio, well, is a internet program Podcast, yep. that's uh, produced here in town. It's a uh, it's comedy a show for grumpy young men. It, it's a they comedy. told me they were going to have to change the tagline. What, what are they going to change it to? Grumpy I don't know. Because you're not a man. Because I'm not a man, but I told him I didn't care. Uh, it is a comedy program that is uh, produced here, and we have uh, you know recently been on it and had a good time just chatting. Julia can hang with the boys, so I mean, she's yeah. cool like yes. that. It's fine. Well, okay. Well, so what did you like about it? He said it was funny, Mark. Mark, you kept me laughing, especially with your 
stories, you know, about... I am a brilliant... <laughs> you told prison stories, right? Comic genius. Did you tell prison stories you couldn't of, tell on the a air? A lot of prison choice, stories, yeah. Like stuff you wouldn't tell on Free Talk Live. That's right. I felt kind of special that I'd heard them before. <laughs> you know, they're just, hang just stories. Julia, Julia, I think you've really stepped, helped that show step up a lot. Well, thank you. All right, I so enjoy doing it. Pukeandthegang.com is Correct. where folks can go to hear this. And a warning. It's a not safe for work podcast, right. and there is a language warning. Yes, for for sure. And it's free, of course. I hear they smoke cigars and drink alcohol while they're doing That's it. That's true. Yeah. Pukeandthegang.com. Glad you liked it, uh, Robert. Anything else you want to share tonight? I just want to thank y'all for y'all's show, too. I've been listening to y'all for two years now, and that's about it. Nice Thanks. to have it on XM, huh, Robert? Yes, it is, definitely, because I just happened to listen to podcasts before. Thanks for the call. appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Daryl is on the line listening in Virginia. Daryl, you're on Free Talk Live in the Hampton area. Hello. Yes, uh, you guys were talking about earlier about not vaccinating kids, and I can understand that, especially if somebody has an allergy. For example, if you're allergic to eggs, you should get a vaccination for the um, for the flu. But when I... Um, was a recruiter in Texas for the military. I talked to a young man from Pakistan who had polio as a child, and one of his feet was really just deformed because of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, I could see the arguments for and against it. Also, I don't think that, you know, giving people like seven or eight vaccines at one time is a good idea either. Yeah, a lot of people have different opinions on vaccines, and one would wonder, so why do you think it's a bad idea to give too many vaccines at once? I think that each vaccine you're seeing in different types of antibodies or drugs in the system. And when you hit a child with that much stuff and their body also and the antibodies are coming out to fight it, you could put them into, I guess, some sort of system shock in a way, in my opinion. Sounds like a terrible idea to me. But that's how they do it. I mean, they take young babies because they don't believe they're necessarily going to see them again. They shoot them up with all these vaccines all at once. And, I, you know, if for whatever reason we were going to vaccinate my son now that he's, you know, he's a he's a speaking, talking, walking entity mm-hmm. as opposed to a tiny little infant. Um, he loves to talk. Yeah, he does love to talk. <laughs> he likes to talk to Uncle Ian. And, you know, you gave him one vaccine at a time. To me, that makes a lot more sense. I'm not one of these rabid anti-vaxxers by any stretch of the imagination i've had my experience and my experience is what it is but um you know the the way they hit them with uh, with all of them at once it really bothers me but with the polio argument and i've heard um, heard it in the past is well you don't want your kid to get polio do you uh, they don't give kids smallpox either you know and it doesn't exist and polio really only exists in afghanistan and a few other really remote places Daryl, any other thoughts? I can see that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. There is, however, like a mumps uh, outbreak going on in, and by outbreak, I mean, you know, more cases than there have been before out in the, like the Pacific Northwest is anti-vax, you know, much more strongly anti-vax as a region than, Mm. uh, than the North, than New England is. And well, you know. This is something that's going to happen. These diseases, one thing you need to understand is vaccines, there are consequences and people die from taking vaccines. But the diseases that they stop, people die from those too. And these are things that parents need to understand when they make these decisions for their family. And 
I, you know, I I think there's a difference between making the decision for, say, circumcision than there is for making the decision for a vaccine, because with a vaccine, you choose not to do something, whereas a circumcision, you choose to do something. But these are only philosophical decisions I'm making for me and my family. Let's go to the phones here. Talk to Robert in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live, also listening to XM's America's Talk. Hey, Robert. Hey, how's it going? I'm a new listener, truck driver. Welcome, sir. Talk about how I just talked. I just heard about how you talked about how you like truck drivers. Uh, <laughs> so I figured I'd chime in. Uh, now, I got you called in for some accolades. <laughs> well, what I'm hearing on the phone and then on the radio is two different programs. Is, is it like a tape program that's going to air like later? Or that's what, correct. If you're listening now, to America's Talk on XM, you're hearing us two hours later. So you're hearing the same show. Uh, it's just that you're oh. you're now you are calling us in our third hour, but you are hearing the first hour. It's so. kind of like time travel. So keep listening. In two oh. hours, you'll hear yourself. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to say it's good to. Uh, uh, I have a show like this, you know, I'm, uh, the right-wing tape machine has taken over uh, the show I usually listen to this time of night uh, on, on, on the other channel, and they, they took Mike Malloy off, so uh, I was surfing around, and I found you guys, and it's good to hear, uh, I guess, some freedom talk. Now, now, you know, the country's in trouble, as you know, yes, sir. And, and I know I, I don't know if I can mention Alex Jones on this, on this station, but... Every time you know his names get mentioned on other stations, I immediately get hung up on. But <laughs> no, you know, we've talked about Alex Jones a we've number had him of on times. The air. Yeah, we've yeah. actually had him on as a guest. There's actually a current open invitation to Alex uh, to come back on the show yeah. and uh, talk about psychedelic drug use, uh, but he has right, as of right, yet yeah. not responded. Yeah, and the vaccine. I totally agree with the vaccine things. Uh, I, I encourage people to stay away from them. But my question is, I mean, I mean, what are we as a people, as a regular, you know, Joe Schmoe, such as myself, you, whoever? That's not part of the Bilderberg elite. I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, we've got the government buying 7 billion rounds of, of 40 caliber ammunition. I mean, when, 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 the, when the dookie hits the fan, <laughs> well, I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, what are we supposed to do? I mean, I mean, it's easy to sit in our comfortable chairs and say, oh, I'm going to get my gun. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But, but when it really comes down to it, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Good I mean, question. I, you know, you. Uh, how long have you been listening? Is this your first night no, listening? This first, first night, right? Uh, actually, this, this this is my second night okay. listening. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of like the most few full time now. Like I said, uh, they they took Malloy off. So Robert, they, Robert, they, they, we love you know, solutions. I yeah. mean, we have uh, ideas uh, that are possible, valid solutions, because usually you're right. The only solution you hear in t- talk radio typically is, you got to vote for the Republicans, or you got to vote for All the right. Democrats, and uh, as though that's going to somehow change anything about uh, the world in which we live. And uh, so we do well, have some... Two, I mean, I, 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 I compare them to like a wrestling match. You know, you know when we see them, yeah. you know, it's, you know Republic, Republicans versus Democrats. You know, they're at each other's throats, but then, you know, as soon as the cameras turn off, you know, you know they're back behind the scenes, shaking each other's hands and inside and, and each other's pockets, you know, seeing how they're going to further destroy the I'm country. with you, Robert. We'll yeah, give you, we'll give you know. the answer here in moments. Stand by, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. An answer. I shouldn't say the answer. An answer. That I happen to be Our a fan. answer. Uh, 1-855-450-3733. What to do? Important question. We'll come back with more. It's Free Talk Live. The remaining moments are next. Online Bitcoin poker at sealswithclubs.eu. That's right. Play poker online with Bitcoin, the digital cryptocurrency. Anonymous accounts, optional email, and no banking. Only Bitcoin deposits and withdrawals at sealswithclubs.eu. Great player rewards, free rolls, and other promotions. For more information, visit us online at sealswithclubs.eu. No seals were harmed in the making of this advertisement. 
Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but maybe enough time for you and your thoughts. The number is 855-450-FREE. But hey, if you don't get in tonight, we do this thing seven nights a week. So you can always call back tomorrow right at the top of the show. We'll take your call right out the box. Uh, once again, go to freetalklive.com. You can visit us on our website. Get interactive with the variety of different features that you will find on the site. And again, freetalklive.com. Like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get details on how to get a free bumper sticker as well as uh, other Things like web banners and graphics, high-res graphics even available for you. Like you can make your own Free Talk Live logoed gear if you wanted to. Uh, you can find all this stuff and more over at promote.freetalklive.com. That is promote.freetalklive.com. As we go back to Robert, he's listening in Florida, uh, listening to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Robert, uh, you were asking the question. You're relatively new to the show. You share some of the frustrations that, that we have. You love the ideas of freedom. At least that's what it sounds like thus far from our conversation. And uh, you're oh, wondering... Yeah, you're wondering what can be done about it. I mean, a lot, a lot of professional drivers are like you. They, they appreciate what liberty is all about. Um, and exactly. And, and I see a lot, of, a lot of craziness out here, and I'm all for the Constitution and, and, and against all this Patriot Act stuff. And, and, I, and I listen to Alex Jones, and I guess you now, and, and I do what re- little research I can. But, uh, I mean, it's coming to the point, it seems to me, that it, it's beyond talking, beyond voting, because voting no longer matters anymore. And it's beyond that point, and I think we're at the edge, in my opinion. Well, they say if voting changed anything, they'd make it illegal. So uh, I think that there's... I think there's still some local elections where voting can make a difference, uh, especially like up here in New Hampshire where we are. I'm from Florida originally, and uh, yeah, voting in those elections down there didn't make a hill of beans a difference. I wouldn't bother driving to the polls for uh, any election that was larger than state senate. You mean in Florida? Now, anyway, no, uh, here. I see what you're saying. So, uh, yeah. so the yeah. solution for me was to get the hell out of Florida and move uh, my life to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. The Free State Project, have you ever heard of it? Uh, no, I have not. It's, no. a, it's a concept that I think uh, is a really brilliant idea. When I heard of it, I thought, wow, that's uh, why didn't somebody think of that before? Uh, well, it turns out they had they thought, had, of, it, yes. they had thought yeah. of it before, but it wasn't possible to make happen because the Internet didn't exist when it was originally thought of. So the idea is to concentrate people who appreciate freedom, who understand that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free, who get that liberty right. means that you should be free to live your life how you want as long as you don't harm anyone else. You get people together who believe in this all in the same place and get them acting. Active, and you'll see right. changes happen, and then the things will go in the right direction. Uh, and well, it's too bad. It's too bad the whole country uh, just, just doesn't have the same philosophy. Like, like it is too bad. If everyone did, you know, and everybody would stand up. But but in New Hampshire, uh, they don't allow you to have concealed up there, do they? Concealed carry? Oh, oh no. yeah, New Hampshire's yeah. Uh, New Hampshire allows concealed carry with a what they call a ten dollars shall issue permit. The advantage of uh, sure. uh, concealed carry with a permit, as opposed to constitutional carry, in some of the states you don't have to have a, a, a license to concealed carry. The license this right. this way with the ten dollars shall issue license, which means that they have to issue it to you. It's not true. If it's legal, no, it's not true. They can. They've been denying Derek sure, J. But that's what it's supposed. To, that's what it means. But if you're an activist, then they, they shall. Issue, issue it to you. That means that you can then uh, have yeah. the reciprocity in the 20-something states that have reciprocity. It's a nice idea, Mark, but uh, again, Derek Jay's been trying to get his uh, permit, his so supposedly shall issue permit, and they're coming up with all kinds of ridiculous reasons. Oh, oh, we can't give it to you, Derek, because you've got prison time hanging, you've got jail time hanging over your head as a suspended sentence, so therefore, even though you weren't in jail for any kind of violent action or anything like that, uh, we're going to prevent it. But the New Hampshire's actually got some of the best gun laws. Uh, there's open carry here in New Hampshire. 
Hampshire, which I believe Florida, I, I learned Florida does not have open no. carry. So that's no, no, yeah. I mean, you can have concealed, but no, you can't have a showing or displayed or anything. No. Yeah, and I remember when I was in Florida looking into yeah. what it took to get a concealed carry, and it was ridiculous. I mean, there's all kinds of requirements, and there's they give you this huge packet of papers, and it's uh, very, very right. difficult. So here's what I'd recommend that you do, Robert, and anybody else interested in answering this question of what can we do is go to freestateproject.org, look up the 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire, and you'll find that a very interesting document. They address all all manner of different things like guns and you know the legislative system and no tax you know no income tax or no state income tax and no uh, state sales tax and things like that all really? kinds of yeah all kinds of interesting ideas wow. and plus the number one reason for what is it, it is cold that's true uh yeah. The number one yeah. reason uh, to to move for me, though, was the idea that I'd be around other people who gave a damn enough to actually do something about freedom. I was at a, a hearing today, the State House in Concord. People came from all over the state. They were testifying about changing the wiretapping law, making it, uh, you know, get, make, changing it from a two party to a one party uh, consent rule. And the room was packed full of Free State Project participants and liberty friendly uh, state reps. I mean, we have a situation where liberty minded people have actually been elected here in New right. Hampshire. And that has never, that has hardly ever happened in the history of the Libertarian Party, for instance, in 40 years. We did it in five years here in New Hampshire, and it just keeps getting better the more people that we move there are over a thousand people here now over twelve thousand plan to make the move we want to reach twenty thousand as a number so there's still some room to grow but once again freestateproject.org and keep listening uh appreciate your call tonight robert thanks for making thank it. you thank you yep you're welcome michael's on the line listening in wyoming you're on free talk live michael hi this is michael i have solutions love oh, solutions go ahead cool uh i was thinking about you you guys are going to get legalized jury nullification the first of the year right in theory, I mean, it's already legal in that, uh, you know, most judges I've ever seen have allowed defendants to, to discuss jury nullification. Adamo was able to talk about it in his trial. So uh, it's not yeah. an issue here in, in New Hampshire. All they're really going to do is include a, a line of text in the judge's instructions, as I, or the jury instructions, as I understand it, uh, that'll, you know, basically be legalese and impossible for the jury to understand. So essentially well, what it's— what I'm thinking is you basically end up with the problem— like you had in a demos trial of getting a bunch of people who don't believe in jury nullification on the jury. And I'm thinking about what is the criteria there for uh, getting on a jury? How do they pick it? Do you know, you, I believe they are picking from both registered voters and driver's licenses. Cool. Well, I was thinking that uh, a lot of people like myself don't vote and a lot of people who might be sympathetic to jury nullification don't vote. Yeah, that's one of the problems with the outside the system only uh, sort of activists, the people that don't want to be a part of the system, basically cut themselves out from ever helping somebody in a courtroom. Registering to vote propagates the system. Well, I agree, but if I were in a situation where jury nullification was legal and you could stand in front of the courthouse like you guys do, I would register to vote so I could be on juries. Uh, You know, and you've probably should do some kind of fo- maybe somebody could do a FOIA thing and find out specifically like is it just registered to vote or do you have to have voted in the last election i mean you mm. might have to have anarchists going in and writing in mickey mouse or lysander spooner or something to get them on juries yeah i'm pretty sure it's just registered to vote anybody who's well, registered that might be some activism someone could do there 
you know, of getting non-voting anarchists registered to vote to get them on juries. We've seen over time a slow tr- uh, progression from the I won't ever vote kind of anarchists to, all right, I'll vote for Ron Paul or I'll vote for some Free State Project participant who's running. So we've, we have seen a trickle of uh, the I'm totally outside the system anarchists kind of jumping into the system to vote here and there. Um, it has yet to be, you know, tidal wave or anything like that, but uh, yeah, some people it, it are seeing it. it generally works the other way. I mean, I went from a voter to a I'll only vote for Ron Paul to I'm not even going to go to the polls for that. But You know, I don't blame you. I mean, it, when you're alone and uh, you're relatively alone out there, uh, you're, you're in Wyoming. Uh, if I moved to New Hampshire, things would be different. I'm waiting it's for true. I mean, concentration on, makes things different. It's just a fact. <laughs> and There's a hundred liberty reps uh, that are endorsed by the new hampshire liberty alliance in new hampshire that's a quarter of the representatives certainly there's and there's no state that has as, as many I and i mean that's All a I'm, that's a big deal right and, and as an anarchist you know somebody who uh b- believes in no state entirely and is frustrated with it you can't deny the success that the politi- you know the politicos are having i mean jury nullification that's a huge deal uh repealing yeah, and, the knife ban you can now carry a switchblade no problem in uh, in new hampshire because of a wow. uh, free state project participant uh, efforts. The only the only point I'm making is non-voting anarchists might want to look into registering to vote just to get on juries and getting other non-voting anarchists to do that just to get on juries. Hey, I agree. Isn't being on a jury voting? I mean, you're amongst other people that are voting, right? Well, in that, you know, Quakers don't, most Quakers won't vote kind of for that reason. Well, for other reasons, you're a Quaker, right? I am. I, I bet you those Quakers at uh, meeting vote. Yeah, I, I, most Quakers now vote. I would say that probably Amish and Mennonites are the least likely I mean, to vote. I mean, they won't be on a jury. Not that they won't vote. I don't, a lot of them won't be on a jury because I haven't heard that. Placing, placing a man, a judge, before God or taking God's role or something. They That's won't stand uh, for judges, but I have not heard about them not ch- choosing not to be on juries. I'm going to research it just because you've said it. Yeah, some of them won't. Uh, ben Stone knows a lot about that. As but, a Quaker, yeah. aren't you tasked with following your inner light? And if your inner light tells you that you need to help somebody <laughs> on a jury, then that would be totally a Quaker thing to do. There well, you I, go. I suppose. I mean, you know, one, one could use that excuse for anything. Well, you should also run by your inner light by other people and see what they think, too. <laughs> I think they're also not supposed to carry weapons, but Ben does, and that's why he's a bad Quaker. I don't I don't know. I mean, Quakers hunted for food. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a there's an instance where some Indians accidentally killed a Quaker because he had a gun. They thought he was somebody else. Hey, Michael, uh, thanks for the call tonight. It's Michael yep. from the Freedom Fiends at FreedomFiends.com. Appreciate hearing from you. It's been Ian here with you tonight. And Julia. And Mark. We shall return tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime at FreeTalkLive.com. Hi, I'm Derek J. To me, an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause. The cause for which I work is personal freedom. I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com.